Hello, I want to thank and dedicate this episode to Zachary and Tiffany, who are the first two people to submit to the Sober Dope Project. And thank you for sharing your testimony, guys. You know, you took a leap of faith in trusting me. You don't know me. And you're new to the Sober Dope Podcast and the Sober Dope Universe. I read your stories and you guys are miraculous and thank you for your courage and congratulations on your sobriety. Again, Zachary and Tiffany, thank you so much for your contributions to the Sober's Dope Project and welcome to the Sober's Dope Universe. Welcome to Sober is Dope. Sober is Dope is not affiliated with AA or any 12-step program. We support people's right to drink and have fun. We believe in a live and let live approach to sobriety. This show is intended to highlight the benefits of a sober life. We want to encourage healing and transformation. This show is for anyone that is struggling with alcohol, drugs, or addiction of any kind. I am Pop Buchanan. I am a recovering alcoholic. I am proud to share my story. Welcome to Sober is Dope. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast, episode 33. This is that 33 is a really good number. Um, I think that's the age where Jesus died and resurrected, huh? So we are in good company. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this segment is called The Walk in the Park with Pop Buchanan. This is a reoccurring segment where you guys join me on my nightly walk for my random thoughts and raves and ideas and feelings and personal things and hopefully you could take um get some value from it and we're really excited this is a late night episode and i'm past my bedtime so let's get to it Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are taking a walk with the one and only, yours truly, Pop Buchanan. This segment is one of our usual segments we're called A Walk in the Park with Pop Buchanan. And I just do these random episodes 100% impromptu, coming to you guys with updates, thoughts, ideas, perspectives from your sober guy over here. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to start out by saying over the last few weeks, I've been doing episodes with themes from becoming superhuman, radical honesty, you know, Avoiding toxic relationships, not relapsing in secrecy, and, you know, I had a really bad experience, you know, a few weeks ago, um, from, got a nasty, um, 
message from someone that I really loved and it shook me to the core. And a lot of things happened. Um, no matter how much I meditated and prayed, the, the rest of my hair turned gray. I'm like the youngest guy in his 30s with a pretty much a full head of gray hair. Part of it is genetic, but I really did notice at the end of that two weeks when I got that letter from somebody that meant the world to me, being very nasty to me, because they have issues. I'm not going to say anything negative about them. Pray for them, and I love them. But it gave me some new gray hair, and it taught me a valuable lesson. And I'm thankful for that person because I think that was one of the last schools, not the last, but it was an important school to go and a lesson that I needed to learn. And I really needed to understand that you can't let anyone get into your spirit, your heart or your mind and your inner sanctum. You can't. And no matter how hard sometimes you try, you some certain people can just take you there because that's love. That's what love is. Right. So one of my updates is I feel like I'm out of that whole cloud. And I'm just, in retrospect, I'm looking at it, looking back at everything, and I'm like, damn, man, I feel like a new person now. You know, I feel like I went through something significant, like a real transformation because that type of anger and pain, and a lot of it was me being angry because, you know, when people hide behind letters and words and computers and they say nasty things and they write these dissertations of hate and ugliness, you know, and then you're dumb enough like me to read that. Um, it gets into your bones and and it gets at you. So I was more angry than hurt, but the ain't but I was really hurt, disappointed and stuff. And it was pretty much my fault. Some people are toxic and you're not supposed to reach out to them at all. And the person gave me a warning. It was a family member of mine that I really loved. They already warned me once not to reach out to them. And I tried a second time. And, you know, they gave me a good verbal licking. And I love that person. And no matter what they're going through, I'm just going to continue to love them. And I'm not upset with them or nothing. But I had, you know, it's a learning lesson for me. So I say that to say the good news is I went through all of that. Now, this person was like a father, not really a father figure to me, but like that. You know, my dad died young um, and this person is the closest thing. One of the closest people that I had to my dad and I looked up to them and, you know, and so that really took a lot out of me. You know what I mean, guys? And I didn't relapse. I didn't think about drinking. I wanted to kill someone. I was so upset and angry, but I didn't. I made it through. And that was a big test for me. That was a big test for me, man. And the last thing on my mind was alcohol. So that was a success. It's a, that's, that's a successful thing. So I'm sharing that with you guys because I'm letting you in on my life 100%. You know, I can't successfully be a good shepherd to you guys and a partner on your journey and a fellow sober man and journeyman without letting you in on all of my stuff, right? 
So that's the skinny on that. So that's good news that we could go through these life altering. You know, when I woke up that it was about three, it was about three to four weeks ago when I woke up on that Monday, three to four weeks ago, and I got that email. You know, I was in the best mood, man. I was riding the high of the podcast. My life was coming together. Everything was so positive. And when I looked at that letter and I read it, I was like, what? I was so shocked. I was so angry. It was like so off base. And I just, I haven't been that angry and in a long time. And I got great hit, great hits to prove it. Now when people, the other day, my, um, one of my um good, good great friends was talking to me and he cut like he kept looking at my head my hair he was like yo man you got bad gray hair you bad young you look bad young and healthy you got a full official head of gray hair so if you guys ever see me and my hair is not gray it's because i buckled and dyed it but for now i'm letting my grays rock it's part of my journey man i've been through a lot in my little 30 plus years on this planet i've been through a lot guys i mean and i'm still here but there's people out there who've been through worse than i have been and they experience worse things than i ever can experience and they and they managed better and there's people out there that's going i have friends that lost the love of their lives people that died young i have people that the planet Earth has no shortage of these kind of horror stories, right? But my life is far from a horror story. I'm blessed. I was just a kid who was allergic to alcohol and didn't know it. And alcohol was around because it was part of the culture. You know, it's part of these things. It's what we do. But you don't you don't wake up with a manual that tells you, yo, you can't drink alcohol. You're allergic to it. Because alcohol is insidious and sneaky. It's not like being allergic to peanuts. And then, you know, you go into... Um, anaphylactic shock Which is a direct response of eating a peanut So you know I can't eat peanuts So I'm going to choke or suffocate So you know alcohol doesn't work like that Alcohol you drink it And you just want to drink more And you run around And it creeps on you So I'm learning to cut myself some slack man You know I'm like look I had a, I had a bad year Two bad two three years You know I'm not letting relationships get me in my feelings anymore. I'm not letting people get me in my feelings anymore. And although things are going to happen where you will get into your feelings, it's important to put it in perspective that no one's important enough to throw you so far off your center to have you collapse and implode enough to relapse or to hurt yourself. So I'm glad I went through all that when I was young. So that's the good news, guys. I say all of this to say what on our walk today. Um, I conquered that letter. I conquered that the, those evil words from that from that person. I conquered that and I took it all in. I absorbed every last bit of it. Every last bit of it. I absorbed it and took it like a champ. And it made me stronger today. I'm a different human being today, man. Uh, you know, I'm working out, I'm, 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 I'm challenging myself, I'm taking risk, and I'm going for that bag, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to win big, we're going to win big together, everyone, if you're in the sober, dope universe, first of all, we already won the big bag, because our sobriety is no joke, right, so, for you guys who's just tuning in, this segment of Walk in the Park and Poppy, every day I take a walk, 
part of my health, the health series that we do, you know, part of being in the Sober's Dope universe where we're really healthy, you know, we promote, um, you know, um, high density nutrition, we promote uh, move, a get up and move lifestyle, you know, inspired by Katie Bowman, Bowman, who has a beautiful saying and book, All Movement Matters. And, you know, when you move your DNA, her other book, you move your DNA. So we promote a healthy environment. And so I take a walk every day. So you might hear me at some points. I live by this beautiful park. It's on a hill. Gigantic. So it's nothing but hills. And so sometimes I might be a little winded, but I like to walk with you guys. So you could be out here in nature. You can hear the cars. You can hear the birds. You can hear the bees in the background. Oh, man. So this segment is to walk with Pop Buchanan. And um, these segments, I don't know if are, are popular. People kind of be like, all right, I don't know if I want to take a walk with this guy. So it's like, but I do it anyway because this is just me. I'm not thinking about nothing. I don't have an agenda. I just want to kick it with you guys from one sober person to another. And if you out there and you sober curious, we are on top. We're riding this wave, man. We're all high on life. So that brings me to the next thing I want to talk about with you guys. <clears throat> the sober is dope controversy. Some people get offended. I don't like this. So many things wrong with it. But I want to explain to you guys. Beyond the obvious um, reference to dope and dopamine and sobriety being a natural high and we being we're we're high on our own sobriety look in our generation that's what we say we say something's dope if we think it's cool if you're older in your generation that could have been hot or rad or cool we say something's dope the younger younger kids say something's lit you know what i'm saying in my generation is dope yo you saw the new avengers yeah it was dope Yo, you got the new pair of Jordans? Yo, them shits is fire or it's dope. So if I say sober is fire, you're going to have people saying, eh, I don't like that. And I'm not trying to be a snob. I'm just trying to let you guys know if you don't understand it, kind of take a moment before you judge and just try to like, even if you email me, say, hey, sober is dope. It rubs me a wrong way. Can you explain it? Or listen to the podcast because we reference it and explain it a lot. But don't go judging and trying to take something that's meant to be positive and help people and make it into a negative. And the next thing that get me upset is most of the people that be having problems with that are older people. And when I say older, it's just like you might be one generation up or a few generations up from me. And then you just automatically like, I don't like this. And I'm like, well... We're trying to reach kids and younger people and people who's hip to this, like, and everyone that's struggling. But if I could hit some of the young, because I'm telling you, some of these young kids don't even know what a power. A young girl, I, I bought a phone the other day. This young girl in the um the, 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 the phone shop was like, um, what's a podcast? I hear everyone talking about that. You see what I'm saying, guys? They don't even know what, some of them don't even realize what a podcast is, how to find it, what where to listen so when I say sober is dope, I'm trying to just bring the youngest generation that can relate to something like that and say, what is sobriety? The next question they might ask if they 12 or 13, hey, mommy, what's sobriety? What's sober? 
And that could enter a, a, a brand new conversation with a child or someone that's young because they'll know what dope is. Sober is dope. That's dope. But what is sobriety? What's sober? And then the parent could say, you know, people suffer from addiction and they drink and drugs. And, you know, that's bad. So you shouldn't do that. And that could lead to a positive thing. So I'm trying to take something that could be a negative and turn it into a positive. I'm also using a hundred. We can come up with so many beautiful things. Sober is dope. You know, the dopamine responses of sobriety. You get high off your own supply. You was born high enough. It's so many good things. Right. So if you out there, come on, man, like if you and this is the thing, if you come, I'm not even responding to you guys like what I'm going to do is like I did. The other person said this. This is offensive. This is, this is offensive in so many different ways. And I was like, delete because I'm not sick. We don't have time to go dealing with how people feel. I'm not asking no one for money. I'm not asking you to do anything. If I'm selling the sobers, something that if I have the sobers dope shop, I make no money on the sobers dope shop. I just pay for it. I'm actually paying for that every month. I pay for the web hosting. I pay for the fees. I pay for everything. So when something gets shipped to you, I'm paying for it. I make zero profit on that. And I'm only doing that to so people could buy the products to spread the message. So you could create a dialogue. Hey, that's a dope shirt. What's that sober dope thing about? It's about a podcast with this guy named Pop who talks about his sobriety and is real cool. Check it out and share it with your friends. That's why I'm doing that. So... That's that. Had to get that off my chest, man. If anybody out there say anything offensive about the name Sobers Dope, who created it? I created Sobers Dope the day I got sober. I was sitting somewhere. I was in, I think, the three-quarter house talking to one of my boys. I think it was David. May he rest in peace. And I remember David saying... Yo, man, you don't even want to smoke no weed? I was like, nah, man. I've been through so much shit. He was like, you look like you've been through so much shit, man. He was like, yo, but you take this so seriously. And I was like, yo, sober's dope, son. I got to, like, like the sobriety shit is dope. That's how I talk, man. You know, I'm a Brooklyn kid, you know? So I'm like, yo, the sobriety stuff is dope. Sober's dope. And he was like, yo, that's fly. So that's 2003. 12, no, 2013, because I was already in rehab at that point. So 2012 was when I first went in. My sober date is December 12th, 2015. So it was right before Christmas and that New Year. So, and I spent a year in rehab. So this would have been already 2013. So I've been came up with this and it inspired me, you know. And um, I know the hashtag's been around. You know, I had the monk healing thing. So I just I'm just excited to bring light to the subject matter in a different way, you know, and sometimes to be honest, sometimes you see some things with sobriety. It could be kind of corny. You know what I mean? It's like, OK, I don't want to wear that. or I don't want to. So I want to do be a little edgy, not saying the subject of sobriety is corny. I'm saying that. You know, some things is it be sober. This sober. You see everything you could imagine. Sober can be. They have a shirt or something for. So it could be anything. But I wanted something a little edgy, and that's what I mean by that. So I hope you guys appreciate that because I don't like conflict, and I hate haters, and I hate negative people, and I hate miserable people who's like. You could tell they're just behind a computer just looking for something to rub them the wrong way so they could just get at you. And I just be like, look, we, we created the Monk Healing page solely to be positive and to motivate. You know, 
Alright We're not here to go into debates About what people like or don't like We're all about the positive message That's like me saying drink water And somebody saying Yeah I'm a little offended by you saying drink water And I'm like I don't care if you're offended It's good for you So just do it and shut up You know Um, So that's that Next thing I want to talk about on our walk And now I'm getting more energized Is Accomplishments in sobriety So For the first time in a long time, guys, I'm actually starting to feel it. And we could possibly, I mean, a big possibility change everything. And what does that mean? Um, Before I got sober, you know, I always thought about being really successful. I I had periods of success, but... It was always something off and it was like always something holding me back and I mainly was probably myself and my addiction. But now for the first time I could see a clear path. And I'm starting to really appreciate sobriety because some days you might have a down period like when I was going through this dark period with that letter from my family member that was nasty and negative. It threw me for a loop. Now, I could have really went off the deep end, you know? The worst thing that happened is I got more gray hairs, and now I'm fully, I got I got a full head of gray hair. But that's okay, okay? That means I had restraint. I was so angry, but I, held, I, I, I contained it that my hair turned colors overnight, all right? But I didn't go out there and hurt anyone. I didn't go out there and I didn't put myself out there. I didn't even respond negatively to them. So I'm learning things, and... I'm starting to feel this great possibility of transformation in the now. It's happening. It's happening. I'm feeling like we could do great things on this planet as a unit, as a people, as a culture. You know, shout out to my friend Christine Lee, who runs the Sober Culture Tribe. She's out there. She wrote the books 10 Years in a Bottle. I absolutely love Christine Lee. Go get her book. Um, 10 years in the bottle on Amazon. Follow her on Facebook under Sober Culture. Um, and that's what we, we, we're pushing this culture of sobriety. And through our sobriety, we could do great things, man. We could follow our dreams. We could become millionaires. We could, be, we, we could take risks. We could build this kind of like superior sober mindset where we could really accomplish things and really have the focus and drive to actually execute it. And every day we chip away from the fear and anxiety and the doubt that holds everyone back. Everyone on the planet is fighting with a certain degree of fear and doubt and stuff. And I think I'm starting to feel like, yo, even though we may be afraid to do some things, because some some ideas may be too big, it may be too crazy. But like Dr. Wayne Dyer said, you got to start somewhere. It takes one brick you know, to build something big. It takes a journey of a thousand miles, as we know in our group, begins with the first step. And we took the first step in our sobriety, but I'm really, really talking about something more mystical here. I'm feeling like, I don't know, like I'm walking, I feel stronger as I move. I'm starting, I feel like I'm getting younger, although I have more gray hair, I feel younger. Um, 
And I'm learning, I'm, I, I'm just, I think I'm getting closer to the courage that we used to have when we drank. See, it's one thing when you drink, and we all know this if you're a recovering addict, you could, you have the strength of a hundred men and women, and you just Hercules, and you could just go in a place and tear it apart. And when you get sober, you have to readjust to a whole life where you cannot utilize that type of random courage and strength just to go rah i'm just running into this party and i'm gonna be the life you just gonna be 100 percent normal all day so i go on the party everyone's on the thousand i'm just standing there like yo i'm still dead clear-headed and like standing here and i'm good i don't even know how to move like i forgot how crazy i could get and if you out there and you you know we could all do crazy in the sober community because we we were crazy. Right? I was all types of crazy. <laughs> and I could laugh at it now. You know, when I first got into um, recovery, the guys was going to say, guys, you're going to look back and laugh at all of this one day. And I was like, laugh at this. This is crazy. I'm in a shelter, for God's sake. I don't even ha- I lost my house. I lost everything. I got a pair of shoes on. Like, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to be safe. I don't even know if my liver is functioning correctly. I think I could die. I might not make it past the week. And you talking about laugh at this. And look at us today, right? You know, I, 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 I have two companies that I work with. Great companies. Multi-million dollar companies. I'm on a fast track to for success. I have my music career is great. I just did three singles. One is called Legacy. One is called Dreams. And the other one is called Honesty. And I'm so proud of these records. I have my own studio, my own production team. We have we have the Sober's Dope Shop. My beautiful girlfriend has her shop, KatoraElite.com. Check it out, Kator Elite. That's C-O-U-T-U-R-E, Elite.com, right? This guy's driving one of those fancy um, tricycle, motorcycle, tricycle things. So you can hear me. I'm outside, guys. We're walking. I mean, we're already probably two, three miles in now on this walk. Um... In addition to that, my mom, my mother, she's healthy. She just beat, my mom, may God bless her, beat cancer, right? She beat liver disease. She gave up drinking, and she's one of my biggest supporters and champions. I know in the early episodes, you guys all know that I had, you know, I I hurt my mom's feelings once really bad when I was drinking, and I don't know what happened. I just snapped, and I just started, like, getting I was very upset about my dad and stuff and and she just was like yo and I and, and I was always accustomed to going back and forth with my mom but then as I got older I realized on this day my mom was no longer young and when I looked at her I was like wow shit I'm I forgot my mom is not because don't forget my mom had me when she was 30 so when we used to go at it she was still like my age now she was probably like 39 42 young so by the time i was like in my late 20s my mom was up there you know and that last fight this was years ago obviously i mean i'm going on seven years sobriety so this must have been like damn there eight nine years ago but that one fight i remember 
she was just like, yo, and it wasn't physical. I'm not crazy guy. I didn't touch my mom. I'm not, I'm not a fucking, excuse my language. I got to put it explicit. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to curse, but I'm not a psychopath. I didn't, I, I, I didn't do anything physically. It's just a I, argument. I yelled too much and it just, and I think I may have hurt her feelings at the time. And I was just pissed about everything in my predicament because alcohol will have you like that. It will have you upset. So I'm saying that to say is that that's my biggest supporter, my best friend. And we chill. That's my ace. My mom, We I talk to my mom every night. I hold my mom down. My brothers and sisters is beautiful. We all love our mom. We hold her down. But I'm there. I'm like her ace. And you know what, guys? I don't know where my mom will hug. I don't know who would be there for my mom or how well she, you know, if I didn't have my sobriety, I just don't think, like, I do a lot. Like, I go hard for my mom, man, and I love her. But what if I was still drinking? What if I was drunk all of these years and now I'm, I'm I would have been homeless and they no one could have found me. What if I died of liver poisoning? Then my mom went through all of that shit with the cancer and she went through all of that with the and we beat all of that. Now my mom is at the house watching Netflix and she's like, "Hey sweetie, what we ordering today? You sending me some of that organic stuff and we be laughing and she's chilling. She beat cancer and liver disease all within a two-year period stopped drinking didn't need a liver transplant nothing you know so i'm saying all of that to say and um that my mom is good and thank god for my sobriety you know what i'm saying guys because I'm focused enough to be there for her every second of every day. I'll never, you know, and I'm always going to be there for her. And that goes for all my family members. They know if you need pop, you can call me and I'm going to be there. Cause I, and, and that's another gift that sobriety gives us, right? So, I'm here now in this focal point where I feel like we could do the impossible now. I feel like through sobriety, we could become multimillionaires. And that's from focus. And am I saying become multimillionaires by winning a lottery or something? No. Here's what I'm talking about. Our sobriety is going to, it allows us to take on enough diversity and activities of towards success and enhance our chances naturally of becoming millionaires because we have the right mindset and attention span through sobriety to do more great things. One of my business partners and the guys that I call my millionaire mentor, really beautiful guy. Um, I, I He goes by the name of Kenneth, let's just say for the podcast. He always say to me, yo, man, you 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 a hustler, man. You're a hustler. And I'd be like, nah, man, uh, you're a hustler. And I watch this guy, and this guy does a lot. And um, what I noticed, the people out there that really make it happen, they do impossible things, and they just make it seem like it's normal. But they get up and they work every day. And I'm still learning how to do that because, you know, it's a lot of that old stuff in me man some days i'm just like oh i just feel like sleeping all day oh my brain feels totally blown out i don't know if you guys got that out there in the sober community but don't sometimes i feel like 
Some days I'm on a thousand, but some days I feel like, damn, all of that partying hit me, man, and I just need to sit my butt down today. So some days you have it, some days you don't. And the days where I, when I don't, where I don't have it, I have to get up and go. So as we wind down on my walk today, guys, this is just me really, this is how I talk on the phone if I'm on a, it would be, wouldn't be so one-sided. You know, wouldn't it be cool one day if they had a podcast that was totally interactive? Like, it would be like 50 people on the other side, and I could just go through all of this, and then somebody randomly be like, yeah, Pop, well, well let's go back a bit, and it just throw you off. That would be so cool. Maybe we should create that, a super interactive live podcast in real time, right? So anyway, um, I love you guys, man, and look. I try to give you all different perspectives because we're talking to the whole sober community. If you're out there and you're struggling from gambling, which is a process addiction, we're, 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 we're talking to you. If you're, if you're suffer, suffering from food addiction, we're talking to you. If you're suffering from um, any type of process addiction, that, that could be anywhere from sex addiction, we're talking to you substance abuse addictions we're talking to you and um god is real good and when i give you all of these different perspectives on how my life changed due to my sobriety it's in order to give you guys a well-rounded view on the addict recovery and what this means right the stigma and stuff like that that you could get you could get so far removed from the dark ages and your past and be a whole different person and it's okay and i'm gonna tell you something i put a lot of my business out there and i'm doing that because greater people before me did it and they helped me and i want to help you because it could be in your darkest hour you could be somewhere and you could say I remember this guy said something on that podcast and it could just be in your subconscious that you could get through things. You may be fighting with someone now and you may feel like you would never speak to that person again. You may be ostracized. You may be the outcast. You may feel stigmatized and just totally left out. But you're going to be, I can tell you now, mark my words, you're going to look back one day and be laughing at that situation and say, I remember back then. That family member that wrote me that nasty letter, I vowed to never talk to them again and never bother them again because that was their wish. And I can't get mad at them because they, they said it for the first time. They said it kind of straightforward. Please don't contact me unless it's an emergency. I don't want to be bothered, period. And then the second time they was like, well, and there would never be a third time because I'm not a fool. I'm not an idiot. And right now with all this new gray hair and me being very upset, I could say this in confidence that the last thing on my mind that I think will ever be a possibility is for me and that family member to ever talk again. I will be at their funeral one day, 30 to 150 years from now, saying, giving them my peace, you know, or vice versa. But I'm younger, so I doubt that I'm going to. There's no way. I'm too healthy. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be well in my hundreds. I'm way too healthy. But and that's just my wish. But that's but in the back of my mind, 
that's how I feel now, right? And I know there's a hundred percent possibility that in God knows how many years I could be sitting back with that person laughing like, yo, you know, at that time things was kind of crazy and, you know, we thought we'll never talk again. So part of me has my heart open and part of me is on some, you know, really positive tip, you know, so we keep that in our minds and then we stay positive and no matter where you at in life or what you're going through, I just want you all to know right now, right here, that anything's possible, right? I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Now, the last thing I want to wrap with is the Soba is Dope Project. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we have here is a great opportunity and the Sobers Dope Project is a project that I launched online where I'm asking everyone out there who have a sober story. It could be anything, guys. I don't care. I don't care if you have one day. I don't care if you have 100 days. I don't care if you have 30 years. I don't care if you have five years. What I'm asking you is um, send me your Sobers Dope story. Because we're putting together a real collection of stories across the whole world. We're already getting submissions. And this collection is to help people. You know? Um, And we really want to help people by sharing our stories. If we don't share our stories, then, you know, how can we help the next generation? So I figure if we put together a really cool book and and share some of the stories on the podcast... Once we get to 100 or 200 stories, we have a real compendium and collection of really cool stories. And then we could do a volume one, volume two, volume three. And then some of the proceeds could go towards the podcast. Some of the proceeds could go towards a a foundation. Maybe some of you guys could recommend a good charity where some of the proceeds could go towards. But that's a sober dope project. So if you come across this podcast, and please don't keep it to yourself. You could be anonymous. You could change your name, right? You can say this is my story, but for the sake of the story, I just want to give a, a fictitious name. And then you could go on graphic details. It could be three pages, five pages. We're not going to discriminate. Everyone's story is valid. It could be a poem. It could be five seconds. It could be three lines, four lines. So what I'm asking you all is to share. Please submit and share um, because I really want to do this and I think it will help. I think it's like AA has a book like this called Came to Believe where different people tell their stories of transformation and how their vital spiritual experience caused them to believe again and to find their sobriety. So that inspired me when I read it. It's one of the most obscure books of AA, but I want to do something like that, but more on the lines of just your success story from your perspective. And I want to shout out my main man, Zachary. And my main girl, Tiffany, who's were the first two people to submit. And you all, all you guys by now in the Sober Dope universe know our main man, Billy. Billy's like the centerpiece of this because Billy's correspondence with me um, is a miraculous one. And Billy's an amazing human being. And um, Billy has been instrumental in helping me launch this and put it in perspective. And, and we already have like... 22 days of literature from Billy, all right? And 
Um, so I feel confident that we're on the right tracks.